say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Halloween is a night for tricks and treats, but what happens when you, the king of Halloween yourself, realizes maybe this trick is beyond your greatest fear, and now there's no way to turn back. There's a chill in the air. Must be fall. Join me. For a tale of Halloween. You will experience tales of horror, ghosts, and death. It is not recommended for the weak at heart. Listen in the dark. It's more fun that way. This is Weekly Spooky. Hello, my spookies. It's not Wednesday. It's actually Friday. And this is a very special extra episode of Weekly Spooky. You see, I've been thinking about ways I can give back to you all for listening to over 150 episodes and then it dawned on me I could write my very own terror tale I've written many feature films television series and the like but I almost never dip my toe in the world of prose but I think it's about time that that change and tonight's story is one that I'm very very jubilant about as it gives me all of the good Halloween feelings And if you enjoy what we do here at Weekly Spooky, and believe me, we do it every week of the year, not just in October, please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, leave us a five-star rating. The rating helps brand new people discover the show, and it doesn't cost you anything. So it would be hugely, hugely appreciated. And if you want to go one step further, you can go to weeklyspooky.com and click on Patreon. For as little as $1 a month, you can support the show and get all kinds of exclusive content. We've just hit 90 Patreon backers, and I want to see us hit 100 by the end of the year. So please, if you love what we're doing and you want to help us keep it going, go to weeklyspooky.com, click on Patreon, and become a backer for whatever price you're comfortable paying. But now, my friends, the cold October winds are coming again. And my, 
wrought psyche from reading 158 of these stories has bred a truly bizarre and scary tale, if I do say so myself. And we're going to get to it right after these messages. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Grinner by Henrik Kuto. Halloween was my absolute, 100% all-time favorite day of the year. The moment I could see the leaves changing colors, my mind would start to spin. I'd sit in school with my leg nervously jumping as I drew zombies and vampires attacking unsuspecting townspeople in my trapper keeper and hummed the monster mash to myself. My grades definitely dip during the fall, but who cares? It's just the start of the school year anyway. I'd show plenty of improvement once Thanksgiving rolled around. I'm no schlub, though. I would start plotting out my costume during summer break, gathering all the pieces from the garage sales, thrift stores, and relatives we'd visit in Rhode Island. The ride from Ohio was like 16 hours, so the least they could do was help me out. My Dracula outfit last year was A+, and every kid at school was impressed. Even the upperclassmen bully types had to admit my fangs and fake blood were startlingly realistic. So realistic, in fact, that they sent me to the nurse and made me scrub it off with some weird-smelling off-brand pink hand soap. When I was four years old, I was a Power Ranger. Don't judge me. They were awesome. Five was a mummy, mainly because my dad was an ER nurse and he brought home boatloads of bandages. At six, I tried Dracula for the first time. I was a total goober, though, and had those cheesy plastic fangs that never stay in place and they're pretty much guaranteed to make your gums bleed. I also had the most obscenely long painted-on widow's peak that my mom did up in black makeup. Seven was when I really started hitting my stride, though. That's when I discovered Saturday Nightmares on TV. 
My mom and dad loved watching it, and it was way too scary for kids. I would stretch out on the love seat next to them and pretend to fall asleep. I would then go totally dead weight and grouchy when they tried to pry me off and put me to bed. They'd give up, and I'd get to lay there, sneaking peeks of Jason Voorhees, Dracula, Candyman, and so many more. The perfect crime. So my costume at seven years old was Jason. I ripped up some old clothes and got a hockey mask out of an old trunk in the garage. I made a big machete out of a cardboard box and was out in the neighborhood stalking for camp counselors to skewer. When I was eight, I did Frankenstein, but... I made all my body parts nasty different colors. Greens, grays, reds. I really did look like a hodgepodge of stolen body parts stitched together. That was the first year I made another trick-or-treater cry. Sweet action. At nine, I wore the aforementioned Dracula costume, and I was the most rad prince of darkness anyone had ever seen. I practiced my accent in the mirror every morning with my fangs in, of course. I even bought denture glue to keep them in my mouth securely. It tasted awful, by the way. This year, though, I really had to go all out because I was ten and I got my first invitation to an older kid party. It may not seem like a big deal to you, but middle schoolers usually never want anything to do with elementary schoolers. I got on their radar when word spread I had a video copy of Sleepaway Camp 2 and the king of gross-out party movies, Faces of Death. In our small town, getting a copy of the most notorious horror movie of all time, banned in 46 countries, was nearly impossible, but... Thanks to my summer trips to New England, I managed to score a copy. I may have convinced my grandma that it was a cartoon based on the illustrated hooded skeleton on the cover. This is great and all except for one issue. These cool older kids are just going to put my movies on and then ignore me the whole night. But not if tonight went according to plan. Earth to Robbie! Come in, Robbie! A playfully annoyed voice blasted me back to reality where I stood next to my locker at school. Uh, what? I replied, trying to remember if I was in a conversation with my best friend Michael and forgot, or if he'd just walked up to me. Daydreaming about the Girls Gone Wild commercial again, huh? Michael said with a huge, cheese-eating grin on his face. He was a degenerate, but he was my degenerate. Shut up! I was just plotting out tonight. Michael shifted his weight from one foot to the other as he regained a grip on his binder, which was undoubtedly full of comic books and not a single piece of schoolwork. Oh yeah, you're going to that middle schooler party. The one I'm not cool enough to tag along to. Once I blow them away with Faces of Death and my Freddy Krueger costume, they're going to realize how cool I am for my age and then we can work on convincing them about you, too. I meant it. As badly as I wanted to be cool, Michael had been my best friend since kindergarten, and I wouldn't want him to be left out. Yeah, yeah, great. We're still trick-or-treating together, right? 
he asked as he tried not to sound too disappointed. Duh, we're taking this town for all of its candy. I raised my hand for a high five, then quickly realized Michael had both his hands full. My eyes narrowed as I got very serious and leaned in close. So here's the plan. We score all the candy up the south side of town. Then, when we loop back around, we stop by the Grinner. I thought we agreed we'd steer clear of the Grinner this year, Michael replied with a whine. The Grinner was a scarecrow-like dummy placed in front of McClellan Hall, which was a creepy old beat-up historical landmark and former funeral home. Every year for as long as I could remember, the Grinner was put on the front steps of the hall with a big fat bowl of candy in its lap and a sign that said, please take only one, which we had always ignored. The only problem with the Grinner was, well, the grin. The weird sack-like head had warped in strange ways over the years. It seemed like every Halloween the hellish smile was more lopsided and deformed and terrifying. Most of the younger kids never dared to get a piece of candy from the Grinner at all. I would never hesitate to grab a couple of extra fun-sized Kit Kats, even if it gave me the creeps. It was kind of fun. Until last year. Michael and I were getting ready to fill our bags with candy from the large and mostly full bucket of sweet treats. Mike was trying to stop me from taking more than one, because I guess his old man had told him if you cross the Grinner, he eats kids. Yeah, that's so believable and not just the kind of crap parents make up on the spot to scare us. Not. So I went to fill my bag with ill-gotten gains when, all of a sudden, the Grinner moved. We both jumped back and let out yelps as a jet-black cat skittered past us. Stupid cat nearly made me jump out of my skin. Michael fell flat on his butt off the stoop. On the way home that night, he made me promise we'd never, ever bother going to the Grinner's house. But desperate times call for desperate measures. God, Robbie, you want to take the Grinner's candy to that stupid party? Michael groaned. What? No! Anybody can buy candy. I'm going to take the Grinner's head. I smiled as if I had long, sharp teeth to bear. Michael's words exploded out of him. Are you kidding? Th that's insane! All of his school supplies fell out of his arms and onto the floor, as he didn't even acknowledge the mess he had made. Relax, it's just a dummy. My confidence wasn't waning. We don't know that. No one even knows who puts him there. Michael dropped down to gather his belongings. It's probably like the mayor or the school board or something. I squatted down to help him gather his comics. So are you in? It would be ultimate. Michael looks up at me. No. Would you slow down? Michael yelled as he sucked on a Jolly Rancher six steps behind me. The streets were dark. Most of the other kids had already called it a night. But we had one last stop before I became the king of Halloween to all the middle schoolers. 
Michael and I walked up to McClellan Hall and stopped dead in front, just barely outside of the glow of the nearest streetlight. There he was. The grinner was sitting in his usual disheveled manner. His smile was warped up the side of his head. The stitched lips looked oddly convincing in the dark, like they were going to spread apart at any moment and reveal rows of teeth like a shark. I stared hard at the grinner as I formulated a game plan for the soon-to-come decapitation. From as far as I could tell, it was barely attached to anything. The way it sat on its shoulders and tattered double-breasted jacket made it seem free of much resistance. Michael stood still, his white Michael Myers Halloween mask hanging on top of his head like a hat. He sighed deeply as he crunched hard candy between his teeth. Dude, no. Don't do it. I couldn't believe he was still so scared. This was the kid who watched Evil Dead at 3.30 a.m. in the morning after I had fallen asleep an hour earlier. Michael could be a spaz sometimes, but he was never a wuss. My eyes went from him back to the grinner, whose demented happy face remained thankfully unchanged. At that moment I realized, maybe I was a little scared too. Mikey, if you're that afraid it's okay, you can go home and I'll take care of business. The party isn't far from here anyhow, I bluffed, knowing full well that he would never leave me alone in such a situation. Plus... I really didn't want him to. It was a creepy night, and I felt better with him having my back. Okay, see you tomorrow. All of a sudden, my best friend turned into a chubby Midwestern Speedy Gonzalez as he ran out of sight faster than I had ever seen him move before. Dang it! I yelled as I stood there all alone, nervously picking at my Freddy Krueger melted skin makeup, which was failing to stay adhered to my face. I'd have to stop by home on my way to the party to get more spirit gum. My plastic razor glove replica was tapping on my sack of candy as I stalled for dear life. I really wasn't alone, though. The grinner hadn't moved a millimeter in the four or five minutes since I arrived. Thank God for small favors. I suddenly realized I had been staring with my jaw agape at the freaky shape and averted my eyes. I'm from the Midwest, and my mama taught me it's not polite to stare. It was a reflex. The sounds of crickets and distant dogs barking were deafening to my ears as I now stood in front of McClellan Hall, purposefully not looking at the grinner. A feeling started to rumble inside me as I realized I felt... angry. I was really ticked off. Come on, I'm the king of Halloween. I'm the kid that watched all seven Nightmare on Elm Street movies in a row. I've played with Ouija boards on Friday the 13th. The Grinner was just some stupid life-sized sock puppet that we turned into a legend because our town is that boring. My chest puffed out under my red and green striped sweater. I'm Robin Osborne. I am not afraid of anything. Tonight is Halloween, the one night a year when the stupid and gross things I love are cool. It's my night, dang it. I stomped my feet hard as I headed straight for the grinner who sat still in his chair, candy bowl waiting. I stopped as I was almost exactly face to... 
stitched-up sack with him. I looked down at the handwritten sign around his neck. Please take only one. The only was underlined. I read that phrase three or four times. Then I laughed to myself and reached into the bowl. Thanks, old pal, I taunted as I took exactly two pieces and placed them into my bag. I flinched out of nowhere like something had startled me, except there was nothing. Nothing but silence. The grinner was as motionless as ever. I took a few deep breaths as I regained my calm. I locked my eyes on its lumpy visage. That grin of his really was eerie, but it was time for me to get ahead for once. <laughs> get it? Ahead? I set my candy down on the grass and brought both of my hands up. I stopped and removed my plastic Freddy Krueger glove. It may have been great for slashing teenagers, but its tensile strength was well below par. My palms were both so unbelievably clammy, even in the crisp 46-degree night. My hands were finally functioning again, and going closer and closer to the grinner's noggin. I winced ever so slightly, when my hands made contact with the coarse fabric that made up his flesh. It felt a bit harder than I was expecting, definitely not filled with hay or cotton. I grasped both sides of the head and took a deep breath while biting down softly on my tongue. As I lifted the head, I was also surprised by the weight of it. I could still lift it no problem, but I had expected it to be pretty airy. Must be filled with sand or kitty litter or something. I was right. The head doesn't appear to be attached by more than a couple of threads. I lifted harder and heard the few threads snap as I held the head above the padded shoulders. <laughs> the grinner's arms suddenly shot up and grabbed me by the wrists. I bit my tongue hard as my entire body tensed in absolute terror. He pulled my arms downward and forced me to place his head on the makeshift neck. At that moment, the grinner stood up. Our height difference was sizable to say the least. Oh my God! The stitched lips began to separate. But instead of revealing row upon row of carnivorous teeth, he had more average teeth. In fact, his two front teeth protruded lower than the rest. The buck-toothed living dummy smiled and began to speak. Hello, boy. Are you having a happy Halloween? He hissed in an oddly friendly tone. I tried to answer as best I could, but I was gagging on blood flowing freely from my tongue. Uh, uh, yes. Well... Just you wait. You and I are going to have the best Halloween ever, full of adventures, laughter, and candy, candy, candy. He chuckled, his laughter childlike with glee. Really? I didn't know what to think. Of course. I exist for Halloween. It's my favorite night, and you've awakened me to be your companion for a spooky good time. The grinner then puffed out his chest as he began to recite a poem that reminded me of 
black and white movies. One hundred years and one hundred nights, for all the children I bring them frights. But I'm really, truly quite kind. Only fun and friends are on my mind. I participate in all the spooky fun. My only rule is that you take only one. The truth is, boy, you're a winner. You've made best friends with the Grinner. So, we're gonna have fun and get candy, and you're gonna show me Halloween's magic? The Grinner laughed so deeply, so truly with happiness and joy. <laughs> oh, goodness, no. I eat children. As his smile opened, his mouth grew and grew, and I never did. I hope you enjoyed that story as much as I enjoyed writing it, my friends. It's actually kind of wild. When I first started Weekly Spooky, I had always assumed eventually I would start writing some of the short stories because I'm a somewhat prolific writer myself. But it just never really happened, especially not with all the incredible and highly talented writers we work with every single week. But Halloween is my favorite time of year, and I felt like it was finally time to sit down and hash one out. So I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you look forward to some more in the future. You never know when I'm going to feel the itch, if you will. And I also want to take a moment to say a humongous thank you to our Patreon backers. You guys are awesome, and I can't wait to bring you a Halloween-flavored creepypasta just for you very soon. And if you want to get involved, go to weeklyspooky.com, click on Patreon, and for as little as $1 a month, you can get all kinds of scary good extras and so much more. And speaking of Patreon, I want to say an extra special, humongous Halloween thank you to our Patreon podcast boosters, folks who pay $15 a month just to hear their names on the show. They are Julia Kirsch, Christopher Sullivan, Brent McCullough, Gino Lyons, Steve King, Karen Wiemet, Jack Kerr, Jeff and George Hilton, Craig Cohen, and Kevin Fry. Thank you all so much for allowing me to bring the spooky to you every single week and beyond. But for now, my friends, I really do have to get out of here because I am giddy like a schoolgirl getting ready to go and see Halloween ends. I need to know how Lori Strode ends her run. So all of you be well, be safe, and be on the lookout because there just might be another bonus show next Friday and the Friday after that, as well as our Terrifying and True coming this Monday, which will be about poisoned Halloween candy. But now my time is up, so for Dan Wilder, my producer, for my executive producer, Rob Fields, and my composer, Ray Mattis, please take only one. <laughs> Talk at you later. Thank you for listening. Make sure to find your way back next week. But for now, you are safe. Trust me. <laughs> With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.